Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. To those listening, welcome. As we explore wonders and mysteries and journey into the realm of unknown. Hello and welcome back everybody to another episode of the Realm of Unknown podcast, a podcast that talks about all sorts of spooky weird shit. And I am your host, Shane, if you are new to the show. Uh, if you are not, welcome back to another installment of the main series thread that we have here. I am re-recording due to some technical difficulties that we had over the weekend of when this should have typically been uploaded. I, If you've been following me on Instagram and Twitter, I posted about that and uh, we unfortunately unfortunately had uh, some issues that popped up and now i'm re-recording but you know it tends to happen uh, otherwise if you are new here we are a paranormal podcast and if you know of podcasts and if you know of the paranormal you likely know what this is about so welcome aboard bored uh this is not a very serious show this is a bit more impromptu based off some short research that i do on given topics here and there uh, we used to have very very in-depth shows but having like two hours of recording that needs to be stripped down from like a 10 to 15 page script with multiple sources which is not feasible after i left college and had a job and life and everything because you know if I could get to that point again, I would love to, but right now we're dialing it back a bit and uh, doing some more fun, impromptu, off-the-cuff type stuff and having some topic discussions here and there. And if you are brand new here and you have not been listening to some of the more recent episodes that we have had, uh, particularly the last episode, which was the sort of introduction to the overall theme of this month, the month of September here in 2022... Uh, we are having a sort of theme month. We did this uh, earlier in the summer, I believe. It could have been May. I, I could be wrong. Um, in which we did a cryptid-based month, uh, particularly cryptids that are based here in Pennsylvania. Uh, and that was a whole month of episodes surrounding that entire theme. We've done themes a lot here on the show. Uh, we've done that one. We've done haunted colleges. We've done haunted... Uh, roads, stuff like that, and uh, now this month we are doing conspiracy theories for Conspiracy Theory uh, September. There's not really a alliteration there. Um, but yeah, so for this month uh, we had a sort of introductory episode at the beginning of the month to kind of break down my thoughts on conspiracy theories, how I kind of want to handle all this stuff, uh, my beliefs on these sort of things, how I kind of approach it. Um, and ultimately, what I decided to do is pick, A, three conspiracy theories that are 
not your typical choice um necessarily there there's one that pretty much is um, but I want to look at it at a sort of different angle of things. Uh, and I wanted to pick ones that A, could provide a bit more of a fun narrative, and B, upon sort of retrospectively looking into things, um, I didn't want to dive too heavily into kind of the, ultimately the nonsense that you can kind of find on the internet in relation to conspiracy theories, because... They can get pretty raunchy pretty quick, uh, pretty dark and pretty confusing and headache-inducing, as the internet tends to do, especially when there's no filter and a lot of anonymous people are posting and resharing stuff on social media and forum threads, because, good golly, the internet. So, today, I just kind of want to get into it. There's no real uh, promos or announcements for today's episode. Uh, There will be later on, but... Uh, For this one, we are just going to dive right into the story uh, with a little bit of a general overview as we kind of ease into it. Although I'm sure I'm sure based off the episode title, you probably already have an idea of what we're talking about. Uh, But the theory that we are going to be discussing and looking into today stretches across the entire country of the United States and even more so after the initial spark. blew up over the internet into a plethora of other areas, but within the United States, it went from places such as Pittsburgh here in PA, uh, to Memphis, to Los Angeles, and all over other major cities across the U.S. Uh, This was a conspiracy theory that even had massive billboards uh, promoting it, particularly one in 2019, again in Memphis. It went viral across Instagram and TikTok with accounts gaining thousands upon thousands of followers who covered this uh, particular story. And YouTube videos that were also covering it, again, went viral in a very, very short amount of time, gaining hundreds of thousands of views uh, and became a complete internet sensation in more recent months in november of uh, 2021 the movement actually even had a small protest outside of twitter's headquarters in san francisco uh, in order to demand that the company changes its bird logo yes so this specific conspiracy theory and the events that we are discussing surrounding it We're actually all in connection to, funny enough, a Gen Z theory, uh, which believes that, quote, birds are not real, and that all avian animals in the United States uh, are simply drone replicas that were created by the U.S. government in order to spy on its American citizens. Hundreds of thousands of people joined in on this movement, guys, and we're going to talk about this. Uh, Particularly young individuals, uh, they joined in. uh, They began wearing Birds Are Not Real t-shirts. They started swarming rallies, as we will get into as well. And the slogan, as well as the moniker of the overall movement, Birds Are Not Real, became this internet sensation Uh, which had merchandise, which we will talk about, and all sorts of craziness about it. So let's talk about the overall background, the kind of general breakdown of a timeline, and 
what the heck is birds are not real? Now, all of this at the height and at the beginning of this movement started in 2016 to 2017. Uh, during ultimately, I, I would honestly say the more recent spike uh, or initial spike, unfortunately, in the Internet's influx of conspiracy theories overall. This was, you know, the era in which QAnon was unfortunately beginning to get its strides, uh, I believe in 2017, 2018-ish era, which, as we are aware, uh, as years followed, it just continued to grow and grow and grow and become more insane. Uh, but, you know, this was a tumultuous time in the country, and this unfortunately had a lot to do with the whole 2016 presidential election. And the kind of weird atmosphere that we find ourselves in at this given time also sparked the rise of the theory that we're talking about today, the birds are not real theory, uh, which is, again, technically a meme, ultimately. Uh, the creator of the movement has even come forward in more recent times detailing how the whole thing was simply meant to be a kind of fun retrospective subversion of a more typical conspiracy theory, one that you would more likely expect to see a la QAnon or, uh, you know, JFK stuff, assassination attempts, uh, government cabals, that sort of stuff, uh, and kind of spin it in a different direction, and we'll get into it uh, with some of the details here. So the conspiracy theory itself was created by Peter McIndoo, who at the time of when the theory was created was a 21-year-old college student. Uh, and he created the satirical, quote, on-the-whim conspiracy theory in January of 2017, again, shortly after the inauguration of Trump as the president. Uh, this, uh, more specifically, was after he had witnessed and was attending a pro-Trump counter protest, which... I know it's confusing, but bear with me. Uh, it's essentially an anti-Trump protest, um, specifically the Women's March of 2017 in Memphis, Tennessee, which was where Peter was at at that given time. Uh, ultimately, McIndoo just simply wrote down birds are not real on a poster that he just flipped over and wrote on uh, and began to just kind of ablib and improv a conspiracy theory on the fly uh, amongst the counter-protests who I don't know why they began listening to him but it, again it was a spontaneous joke and uh, he started rambling off about it and ultimately it ended up being that he was being filmed during this kind of discussion at the march and this video was posted on I believe Instagram first, uh, and it went viral. It went massively viral online at the time. Uh, oddly enough, in particular, it was first caught on by uh, teenagers and young adults in the southern region of the United States, possibly due to it being in Tennessee, but it's a little odd. I don't know why. It just is. Uh, and this is the ultimate start of the whole satirical movement. Uh, even in uh, 2017, uh, Peter himself posted on Facebook, quoting 
I made a satirical movement a few months ago, and people on Instagram seem to really like it a lot. He later disclaimed that very post, saying that it was written by a quote-unquote staffer who was fired, uh, just adding to the whole confusion and hysteria of this movement. And it wasn't until 2021 when he ultimately, I think for the first like legitimate time, announced that he did not actually ever believe in this conspiracy and that he just made the whole thing up. But the entire time between 2017 and 2021, he did stuff like make the post to then, you know, disavow it, uh, go back on previous statements. He would make contradictive statements about the levity of the claims itself. He would drop clues about him not believing in it and just creating this whole character, creating this whole narrative. Uh, but it it was just a wild ride. The core of the movement itself, the ultimate kind of conspiracy aspect of it uh, claims that all of the birds within the United States were exterminated and kind of had a massive bird genocide by the federal government between the years of 1959 and 1971. Now, after this massive extinction of all birds without anyone's knowledge, the birds were quickly replaced by lookalike drones that were used by the government in order to spy on its citizens. Again, for collection purposes, who knows? Now, the specifics after this point within the theory are kind of inconsistent, as a lot of conspiracy theories are. Uh, this was actually on purpose. Uh, this was due to McIndu and other online participants in the movement. Again, creating a lot of false narratives, varieties of stories, uh, stories with slightly different details that people latched onto. Again, ultimately trying to just emulate how, you know, broad and how just insane some theories are and how their core information is just constantly in flux in order to have different narratives and different stuff. Uh, they claimed that the birds themselves, the drone bird versions, would sit down on power lines. And when they would do that, they're actually recharging themselves. Uh, they even claimed that bird poop on cars was actually the tracking method or one of the tracking methods in which the government implemented in order to uh, track people's movements across the country. And they even went as far as lumping in the JFK assassination conspiracy into the main mythos of birds are not real by saying that JFK was ultimately assassinated by the U.S. government, kind of leaning into that whole conspiracy. Uh, not because he believed in aliens, not because he was catching on to MKUltra, not because he was this or that, uh, but because he was reluctant in killing all birds and replacing them with drones back in 1970. <laughs> so I, it's very weird, but they're doing such a weird, good job at it, which is kind of, it's just bizarre. This whole thing is a bizarre kind of retrospective to kind of look into. It's, it's fascinating. It's ultimately, it's fascinating and I just love it. Uh, but shortly after the original posting went viral, mentions of the phrase, quote, birds are not real. Again, this is, the name of the theory, as well as the slogan, as well as the chant, everything is just birds are not real. 
the phrase began popping up all over the place. It started showing up where it originated in Memphis. Uh, Birds are not real graffiti began showing up on the sides of buildings and locations across the city. Photos of the phrase were being uh, released of it being written on chalkboards and walls in local high schools and other institutes of education. And people were even beginning to create merchandise for the movement. Now, McIndoo decided to kind of lean pretty heavily into the birds are not real movement. Again, he was a college student when this whole thing started, but he ultimately dropped out of school from what I can understand, not getting his psychology degree. Uh, He dropped out of it in order to pursue this as essentially his full-time job. I don't know if he still is, but he was making a few thousand dollars a month based off of his merch sales, so... He, he was doing all right, uh, but he is quoted as saying, he is quoted as saying the following, I started embodying the character and building out this world that this character belongs to. It, the character that he is referencing is this sort of persona that he slips into when he talks about the theories. It's kind of this weird, typical Midwestern Southern cowboy dude who just spouts about these theories. Uh, he actually, along with a friend by the name of Connor Gibus or Gibus, were the ones that kind of sat down and wrote out this false history of the overall movement and the overall character that uh, Peter would embody. They created this <laughs> this weird concoction of this elaborate theory. Again, having this weird added details here and there. They went as far as creating fake documents and evidence in order to support the overall claim. Um, And Gaibas even mentioned in one interview uh, with the following quote uh, in reference to the question of like, hey, what if people start believing this? Uh, He actually says, quote, if anyone believes birds are not real, they are the least of our concerns. Or uh, sorry, I should say, we are the least of their concerns because if they believe this, they probably, because if they believe this, then there are probably no conspiracies that they do not believe, which I would say is fairly true. If you're going to believe this wholeheartedly, chances are you already believed a bunch of other really, really crazy conspiracies out there. It's just a fact. I just want to step back for a moment and kind of give my own two cents on things. Uh, Not my two cents, but kind of my my feedback off of what I've been seeing off of some of the articles I'm reading, the interviews, and kind of narrative of not so much Peter and Connor, uh, the people who kind of make this, but the people who are responding to it and kind of resonating with it. Uh, In my opinion, the whole movement even though it is satirical and it's meant to be a joke and a meme, I personally think people are still taking this a bit too seriously by some accounts. Like, sure, most people are here for the meme. Like, they're they're here for the movement. They're here for the the ha-ha laughs. But some of the interviews that you read and some of the stuff that you hear from people being quoted by legit news people, uh, news organizations like CBS and The Times and all that stuff, uh, some of them have weird descriptions as to how they feel with the whole movement. They're like, oh, this is an escape or, oh my gosh, this is, it's so amazing to have like this cathartic community 
where I can like really be myself and like be like really down with it and everyone's, you know, it's safe here. It's amazing. Oh my gosh. I'm like, it's starting to feel like a legit conspiracy, like, you know, like a little bit. So I'm just like, you know, calm down. Like y'all are super early 20 sums in college when this all started, you know, at the time we were all freaking out about Trump, you know, like the rest of us and, Y'all hopped on a TikTok hashtag as a sort of outlet. That That's ultimately what happened here. So take it a little less seriously from some of the people who are like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. Even if it was a meme, like it's just very weird. Some of the, the colorful uh, descriptions that you could see from some of the people out there. And again, these are young people. At the time of this coming out in 2017, like, I I was this age, too, at that time. Like, I am their age. I'm 25 right now in 2022, about to be 26, geez. Uh, but, you know, in 2017, when all this stuff was happening, I was, you know, a sophomore, I think, in college at the time. And, you know, I was in this environment. Ironically, I was not on TikTok. I was not on TikTok until after I left college because I... I just genuinely did not enjoy the vibe of it. I, I, I never got into Vine. I never got into Musical.ly. So it was not my thing. Uh, but, you know, I, I knew people who would be like this, who probably would have believed this hashtag uh, at that time. But in all seriousness, aside from, you know, stepping away from my weird opinion on things, uh, ironically enough, you know, leaning into this whole people are taking it seriously uh the birds are not real members who guys they call themselves the bird brigade which it's just weird um some of them actually take this in a weird political tool kind of way uh they oftentimes are found at counter protests against actual conspiracy theorists like, they go to these weird, crazy QAnon theory-type protests out there, uh, and they go there in order to de-escalate the overall tension of things by kind of getting in between the counter-protests and the actual protests and shouting their way crazier, kind of irrelevant chant of birds are not real to the point in which, like, both parties just leave. Like, no one wants to be a part of their nonsense because they realize how insane it is. And it just de-escalates situations, which I find so fascinating. Um, and then there's actually an example I want to touch on. In September of last year, in 2021, back when uh, Texas first started the whole trend of, you know, highly restrictive abortion laws, which is a whole story right now. If you're listening to this, when I'm recording this, it is, uh, I think, I don't know if they fully announced it, but they're speculating that Senate Republicans are going to push a pretty much full abortion ban bill to the entire country. Uh, so yippee for those state rights people who are shouting and trying to defend, you know, their dummy Republican people. Uh, you got duped again. But that's just you, because, you know, y'all y'all don't learn. Uh, but in this particular example, last year in September, uh, the Birds Are Not Real members showed up to 
a anti-abortion activist protest at the University of Cincinnati. Now, supporters of the new law at that time had extremely graphic imagery uh, and it was, you know, very aggressive and condoning to specific people, obviously, which I can actually assert is very much true. I went to a few of the more recent pro-choice marches here in Philly and uh, yeah, while, uh, anti-abortion people were there. They were in very small, sad groups of uh, a few mainly re- what they seemed like religious white older people screaming and crying around the corner. Uh, but they had giant posters that depicted what I can only describe as what I assume is either roadkill or ground beef. Like, it didn't really look like anything. Uh, but I'm assuming was meant to be a fetus, maybe? I, I don't know. Uh, but the protest at Cincinnati, uh, the original march for uh, abortion rights, uh, had counter-protesters who were against abortion show up, as per usual, uh, and the Bird Brigade showed up as well, and they began chanting, birds are not real, so loud uh, that it actually overpowered the group that they were huddled around, which were the anti-abortion activists, uh, and their chanting got so loud that it actually drowned out the anti-abortion people to the point in which they just ultimately gave up and left. Like, they left the overall anti-protest. Like, I I genuinely do think that this is a good way of counter-protesting counter-protests because it's non-violent, it's silly, it, it throws into the face of the, some of these people a lot of the insanity that gets shouted out. And look, I get having a debate, I get having genuine discussions on things, but nine times out of ten, let's be honest, it's really just people yelling nonsense at each other, even from both sides. And I and I get, in a lot of cases, it is very genuine in a lot of ways, but the louder people you more than likely are hearing just nonsense and oftentimes very vulgar you know biased like just the worst of the worst stuff uh and i think that this is a great way to drown all that out because it's not really hurting anybody and you know it's funny at the same time and uh ultimately uh peter mcindu the guy who created the whole birds are not real movement he did break character a few times um, particularly during a 60-minute interview, uh, I believe earlier this year, 2022. He, he's had a few recent interviews this year uh, that he ends up breaking character, which, again, the character that he puts on is a kind of conspiracy theory-loving cowboy-type persona, uh, but he himself is just kind of this, like, normal, you know, middle America, white, college-age dude uh, who... Whenever he drops the persona, particularly during interviews, he shifts the the discussion and the talk into more of like why this movement is a thing, why this movement should still be here, you know, the good that it's doing, the kind of community aspect that it provides for young people, 
uh, and a kind of vocal outlet for young people to be able to have a way to protest or have a way to feel like they could be in an overall community. And I get it. And I think I get it. And I think it's a good way. I think it's a nice stepping stone into more political stuff uh, and a kind of introductory thing. I would not in any way, shape or form claim to say that this is in and of itself a political movement. I do not think it is. I, I It's not highly supportive of things. It's not not supportive of things. It's just a meme thing that happens to also get involved with other stuff. So if you are interested in this stuff and you did have a great time, you know, counter protesting things and you want to be a bit more active, I would genuinely, genuinely, genuinely suggest that you go to a local branch or reach out to local representatives or groups or activist communities in your town, in your city, in your neighborhood, wherever you are. See how you can help, see how you can be a part of it, see what you can do to help causes that you support and, you know, push good things. Uh, and hopefully, uh, if you have been introduced to the birds are not real theories online, you will have a more keen eye, hopefully, knock on wood, fingers crossed. Uh, when it comes to actual conspiracy theories out there, because there are a lot. And it is a very, very slippery slope from simply looking online at things to ultimately ending up on a rabbit hole of weird, weird, weird stuff that are just very hateful and very dumb, ultimately. Uh, theories online that you know, oftentimes trickle into other stuff, uh, which is very unfortunate. But again, it's the internet. And again, again, hopefully this is a good way to kind of, you know, microdose yourself so that you might have a, a bit of a thicker skin when being introduced to more uh, legitimate, quote unquote, not legitimate, sorry, uh, more well-known theories online. And you can look at it at a more uh, critical mindset and a critical uh, way of thinking. So yeah, uh, that is, that's all I have for today. I, it's a weird episode, I know. Um, again, the three episodes of theories for the month that I'm looking into uh, are a bit weird in how they are. Uh, they're not your typical conspiracy theories. They're not the ones that you would necessarily hear, or if they are, because again, there is one that is a bit more common. Uh, they're not going to be narratively structured in uh, the ways that you've probably heard them from other podcasts or other shows or other uh, articles and stuff like that. Because again, we are a more freeform type thing. And ultimately, if topics are highly covered, I do kind of just want to make it more my thoughts on them or if I can present a more, not a more, but like a, a different angle on things uh, to just kind of give them a refresh so that you're not hearing the exact same story every single time, you know, because listen, like most of the people who are listening to this, I'm sure, I don't know, I, I shouldn't say most because my demographics are all over the place and they constantly fluctuate. But I, I would say, you know, if you are into conspiracy theories if, if you're into paranormal stuff if you're into these sorts of things and you listen to podcasts and you listen to shows like this trust me i am right there with you i have listened to all these shows for years i've listened to 
numerous types of them, and I have heard the same story repeated over and over and over again with the same sources. And I'm sure I am at fault in this as well with some of the topics that I have done in the future, or not in the future, but in the past. Um, but in the future, I have been trying to strive to stay away from that. I've been trying to stay more conscious of my of my choices. Uh, you know, trying not to <laughs> only use like the first page of Google results because there are more or, you know, going to the library and looking up books to, <laughs> to actually read them and see, you know, what's going on. But yeah, uh, that's my end of episode rambling. If you are not new here, you are aware that that happens a lot uh, because I would assume new people probably don't get to this point in the episode. Uh, so it's all those consistent listeners that I feel very, very grateful for to have that you guys actually listen to the end. But yeah, so that is it for today's episode. The coverage of the birds are not real internet conspiracy theory meme slash satirical movement of the 2020s of uh, just the Gen Z movement of conspiracy theories. So we'll see how new ones come in the future and how uh, insane it does become. So yeah, I, that's it for me. Uh, in the meantime, if you guys do enjoy these episodes and you wish to help support the podcast in any way, you could do so in a few different options. Uh, first and foremost, if you wish to help support the podcast financially in order to help get more episodes out there along with extra, you know, bonus incentives for you on your part you can do so by going over to patreon.com forward slash realm of unknown where you will find a one three and five dollar tier list that gets you bonus episodes every week after the main episode releases as well as monthly polls behind the scenes content and some goodies from investigations that i've been on here in locations around philadelphia Additionally, if you can't help out financially, I totally get it. We're in a really, really weird, tumultuous time right now. Uh, leaving a review and some feedback really, really, really does go a long way. So if you did enjoy the episode and you wish to help support, you maybe consider leaving a review over on whatever podcast listening platform you had, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, GoodPod, wherever you go to that allows you to leave a review <laughs> preferably five star but you know i get it you know critique is critique and critique is always good uh but aside from that guys if you did enjoy this be sure to check us out over on uh social medias we are realm of unknown pretty much everywhere twitter instagram facebook youtube tiktok whatever if you type in realm of unknown you will more than likely find us wherever uh it's fairly easy to find our little skull and a uh, orange text logo we're pretty much on all social medias at this point but yeah uh that is it for today's episode uh the first real technically installment of the conspiracy theory month here in september i hope you guys did enjoy and i hope to have you guys join us next week as we dive into yet another conspiracy theory uh, in the meantime, though, get uh, excited for the upcoming uh, Terror, not Terror Tuesday. Oh, my God, it's the old series. <laughs> the uh, Keystone Curiosity series here uh, that will be uploaded on Tuesday later this week. Uh, and in the meantime, between then and now, remember to stay spooky. Bye. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you.